Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is The Book Writing Retreat. I see you out there, those of you that want to write a book. I can feel those vibes out there in our community. And I know so many people and so many of you that talk to me about having a story, having something that is coming through you that wants to be shared. And yet writing a book, I mean, let's face it, it's a big endeavor. And sometimes we can make it even bigger in our heads than what it actually is. And so I'm thrilled to be having the conversation I'm having today with Teresa, who is my guest on the show. She's a number one international bestselling author of Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential which has been on the bestseller list in seven countries over the past six years. She's a four times international bestselling author, and Teresa teaches marketing courses around the globe to business leaders and entrepreneurs on how to create massively successful word-of-mouth campaigns. She heads up the International Evolutionary Business Council, which is a membership-based organization which empowers changemakers to create profitable, impactful businesses that have a lasting and transformational impact on the individuals they serve. She's also a crypto trader and co-lead the Conscious Crypto YouTube channel to raise money to support her community where she lives in Costa Rica. And we talk about writing a book on this episode. Obviously, I share some of the behind the scenes of my experience of writing a book and just who you become when you sit down to actually write your book and what you move through, all that imposter syndrome or why me or how am I going to do it or who's going to care, you know, all these things that come up for us as you go to sit down and write something that's meaningful for you. And we talk about you know, some of the fears that come up and some of the roadblocks and um, and how to navigate that terrain. And one of the ways that's so important is to have amazing people around you that are making the same walk, that are showing up to their fears, right? And showing up to their story that needs to be told and moving through whatever they need to move through and becoming the person that they're meant to become in the process. And so, I'm super excited to share this because Teresa is a powerful woman who has lots of different uh, knowledge on book writing, obviously writing her own books, but helping many others to do that. And she has a beautiful space in Costa Rica, a perfect space to really come away from your life and focus on getting your book written. Imagine being able to go away for a series of days and come back with a written manuscript. I mean, that's something to expand into. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her book retreat. Also, she is so generous and so kind that for anybody in our community here, she is offering a very special, very generous discount of 50% off 
a book writing retreat that we're going to talk about in today's episode. There is a code writers50 um, that you can put into the page. Um, and I just, I can't imagine anything more generous for those that are feeling called to write their book, to be able to go somewhere beautiful, be in nature, be be in your own spirituality to connect to yourself and to allow this book to birth through you with the support of other people who are doing the same and with Teresa's guidance, it's just extraordinary. So for those that feel like they're called and that this is the next step, listen to the calling um, and this amazing gift of a 50% scholarship is so beautiful. So let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty of book writing, the things that you might already know, the things that you might discover in this episode. We kind of share it all. So with no further ado, please help me welcome Teresa Grobois. Teresa, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the show. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Yes. And I'm thrilled. You know, it's interesting as a person who is an author myself, and I know you are as well. And um, and we'll talk about that. Like, I want to get into some of the details about this whole concept around writing a book, because I think sometimes people and people have shared with me that they have like a concept or an idea or something they feel called to share. But writing a book can feel like a mountain <laughs> at the beginning of the process, right? Or even just thinking about like, how do I sit down and like put all my thoughts down on the page? And so I really want to like give a lot of value around just the whole concept of like sharing your thoughts, your inspiration, your research, and what that journey is and what it can be and what it can do for your life. Cause it certainly changed my life in so many different ways. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, can you just share a little bit about your journey, why you're so passionate about writing books and sharing thoughts in this way? Well, I actually first got into the book writing world, you know, almost 20 years ago now, when, um, when I first sort of started to lean into what does it mean to be a leader who stands for consciousness and transformation on the planet, right? And um, when I first had, you know, left my job in industry, first thing I did was start a charity. I wrote three books to help raise money for the charity and quickly put it all three on the bestseller list. And then that had people coming at me in droves, just saying like, Teresa, three bestsellers in eight months. How did you do that? And, you know, and then I, I started realizing, oh, there's my superpower, right? It's, you know, A, I understand how word of mouth epidemics have to work and B, I understand um, how to really know, how to make something really compelling, how to, how to really engage with people and get them really excited and really interesting, right? So when I first, you know, did the foray into becoming an expert on influence, the very first thing I did was I started teaching how to become a best-selling author. And, um, and that was actually fascinating because I realized there was two big hurdles that a lot of authors had. The first was all the, they thought the book was just it. You know, I write a book and then magically it will become something. And they didn't think of the world beyond the book. And so my first challenge is to get them to think of the world beyond the book, because that actually dictates what the book should be, right? What, what you want to do with the book dictates how you should write the book. But the second big problem I was running into working with people was there's so many people out there who have a book on their bucket list. They really, you know, that's their 
piece they want to be their legacy, their contribution. And they get blocked, you know, and as human beings, we all now know we just have a ton of inner dialogue or things that get in, a, in the way. And um, so writer's block is really nothing more than inner dialogue that's getting in your way of getting your book written, right? So I really had to dive into, oh, how do you get writers unblocked so that they just get pen to page and get the book out? Because it really isn't as hard as most writers or most people would make it. It really just requires some coaching and, and some good structure to work with it. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting in life too is that, you know, as you continue to do anything, anything becomes easier. And when you start off at the beginning of trying anything for the first time, we have all that what you're talking about, that that resistance, right? And the and the bigger mountain in your head than maybe what it actually is if you can just move through that resistance. Um, and I've noticed yeah. that over my career and I've noticed that in certain things I do super easily now, but the first time I did them, it just took forever, right? Because I had to like move through so much. And, and I think that's a reassuring like concept to understand that maybe whatever looks like the big mountain right now doesn't have to be that big of a mountain. And maybe it isn't that big of a mountain, but it's just the first time. And so we're perceiving it in that way. What like writing three books in eight months is a lot is a lot, right? And then three bestsellers on top of that. Like, what was fueling your passion at that time? Because I feel like to do something like that means you're very passionate and you have certain things you want to get out. So what was that process personally like for you at that time? Yeah, you know, for me, well, the burning passion of my life has always been, you know, I want to change the world. <laughs> I I want my grandkids to grow up in a more conscious society, you know. So any project that is aligned with creating that, I, I can always get fired up about. But you're right, the first time you do anything, it's always 10 times harder, right? Like the first time you ever picked up a soccer ball, the first time you ever put on skates, the first time you ever jumped in the swimming pool, you know. The first lap you ever swam probably took you longer <laughs> to get to. Yeah. And now, pardon me, now you might easily swim 50 laps in an hour and you don't even think about how difficult that first time that you swam across the swimming pool was, right? And writing is no different, whether you're writing a children's book, whether you're writing a self-help book, whether you're writing a fiction novel, it is a skill set and it is learnable. And it is, you know, just a habit that you can get into. And, um, you know, I know people who've written books in two days that were high quality books and just beautiful, beautiful works. Um, so it's possible to get yourself into a mental space and an understanding of what needs to be done that you can't just channel the book out and have an ex exquisite working draft within you know a few days time I focus on getting writers to get it done in seven days at my retreats you know um because one of the th one of the reasons I created my writers retreats was I really saw the main thing a lot of writers need is they need to get into a space where they can focus and um, one of the biggest ways we block ourselves at home is you know oh your your house will never be so clean the priority of cleaning the garage will never be as great. The garden needs to be weeded. You'll give you you give yourself a hundred things to do. Whereas if you can remove yourself from that environment, you can you remove yourself from the excuses, and then there's nothing to do but sit down and write. I love that. And what happens to like I'm just curious when you bring together a group of people 
with that same intention. Like, so people are coming together to a retreat. I'm assuming there's what yeah. a group of people, right? Small group of people. Yeah. Usually 12 to 15 people. They're pretty small, intimate retreats. Um, you know, it's really magic when you get together with colleagues with common intention, you know, regardless of whether the person next to you is writing a completely different work. It's always so helpful to have other people to, to act as a sounding board, right? You know, one of the things I love to have people do at the meal times is talk about what they wrote that day and share it with the group and get feedback. And, um, you know, reading your work out loud is a great way to feel into, oh, my sentences are way too long, or, you know, is does it flow off the page? And if it can't be read out loud well, then it, you know, you need to go back and restructure it, right? And it's such a simple test, but it's it's so easy as a checkpoint when you're with a colleague and you're reading it out to them and they can tell you, oh no, adjust this, adjust that, it's gonna land a lot better. It's true because any creative process when you can bounce ideas off of other people or have like input, I just find when you're in the creative process, sometimes you get too close to what you're creating and you need yeah. somebody to tell you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm lost yeah. in this right now. Like I need you to give me some direction or some outside input to really help like with perspective. It can be easy to lose your perspective, especially if you've been writing or thinking about a concept for a long time. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. how's like, sometimes when you're so far into a concept too, like, where do I need to be where people are going to understand this concept? Like, where do I start describing this concept to them or bringing them into this world? How deep do I go before I start? Like all these things about perspective and, and what's yeah. going to be most helpful for the reader, like that I find is so valuable to have other people perceiving it and reading it and saying like, okay, here's what I want to know a little more about. Like, here's what I'm not finding in this text that I need to know. Yeah. We all have a default in how we write, right? Like the human default is we write from the eye perspective and we write chronologically. And if we're telling stories, we write in the past tense, right? I went to the store, I pulled out my wallet, I purchased the, the uh, magazine. I saw what was on the cover. It shocked me. Right. Like, so everything's from the me perspective. And if we read that in a book, we're just like, oh, that's so boring, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But it's OK to write that way as your, you know, we have a technical term in the industry. We call it your shitty first draft. <laughs> right. And, um, and it's OK to just like spill it out onto the page. OK, I need to open my chapter with a story and then I need to go to this and. And it's okay to just spill it out in the default mechanism. But then the advanced skill set comes in where you learn how do you change that and morph it into something that's really interesting and really compelling and, and not necessarily told from the past, but told right now, like it's happening in the present. And all of those are, you know, what makes the difference between sort of almost like a kindergarten writing style, which is, you know, even the best writers often start that on the page, you know? Yeah. And what is like New York Times or award-winning author style, where it's like, oh, I can't put this book down. It's so compelling, right? And, and the difference between those two things is really just a skill set, right? And so when you've got a group of people around you, you're all being um, coached and mentored in the same skill set, then it's really easy to have that support you need to get better and to get better really rapidly. 
Yeah. And it's, it's so funny with, you know, even if you've written in so many different ways, you might have a blog or you might've written, you know, in college or in high school or whatever, and been great at it. Like book writing is, is an art and a science like in and of itself. And like, I'm so glad that you brought that up about what's compelling versus like just Mm -hmm. getting it on the page. And I think, I think there's a lot of like breakdown between someone starting to write something and going, oh, it doesn't sound good. It's not compelling or it's not interesting. Or I just feel like I'm going on and on, like telling my best friend what happened yesterday. And, and that that is a viable part of the process that nobody births a book in what it is at the end, you know, of the process in the beginning. And I remember when I wrote my book, like I was at such a pivotal time in my life and I felt full. Like I felt like this needed to come out of me. Like I was like pregnant and I needed to birth this book. And I remember sitting for hours and hours, like typing. And some of the stuff that was coming out, I was like, this is not like even for the book, but this is just like cathartic for me. And it needs to come out in this first process. Like I need to let all this stuff come out and then I can go through it later or I can, you know, have someone critique it later. But I really didn't want to be like interrupted in that process. Like that process alone although no one's ever read that other than, you know, myself and my editor that I worked with. Um, it was such an important, like laying the foundation for what the book became, um, for me to go through that emotionally in the beginning. Do you feel like, do you feel like there's so much that we are learning in the process of writing a book that doesn't so much have to do with just what the physical book is at the end? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's such a transformational process to write your book, you know, I actually think writing is probably one of the happiest professions in the world because there's such a um, emotional release. And, and, you know, really to be a good writer, you really do need to get into a place where you're really connected to your higher consciousness. That's the only way a book comes out and comes out powerfully. Right. Otherwise, you're just typing words on a page. And and, you know, so to get yourself into that flow and get yourself into that state on a routine basis where consciousness starts to stream forward and this this beautiful creative thing starts to take shape is really a magical thing. You know, it really is. And I think it's so good for the person doing it. It can be one of the most um, transformational experiences we can ever have as human beings. It does. It changes you as a person and also changes what you see as possible. Because I think anybody that's a first time author, you're going through this process and you're like, I can't believe I'm writing a book. And oh my gosh, I'm writing a book. And this is amazing. And then at the end of that, you're like, oh my gosh, I did this. Like I wrote this book and, and I, and to me, the greatest thing we can experience is creating something from nothing, right? Like creating that inspiration into something that we can physically hold or physically give somebody. And it didn't exist before. You know, if it wasn't for you sitting down and writing those first three books, like they didn't exist. That information wasn't compiled in the same way as what you channeled and brought through in those books. And how many lives has it been able to touch, right? Or transform or, you know, people be able to be inspired by it. It's just really remarkable. And I think, I think one of the fears that people have said to me in this process too, like, one is the getting started in the mountain. The other is really about what if I go through this whole process and I and I write my deepest thoughts and feelings or I write my greatest story I've been thinking about. And what if nobody cares? Like what if nobody reads the book? 
nobody finds it. You know what I mean? It's just dead silence. So what would you say around what I call like that next level piece, which is like getting it out in the world? Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things I don't like to just work with authors to get their book written. I, I really like to make sure they have a vision of what has to happen with the book beyond the writing of it. Right. Um, which is why I teach my how to become a bestselling author programs, because, you know, word of mouth epidemic around your book is nothing more than 200 influential people all talking about your book all at the same time. Now, that might sound like an overwhelming number. But when you think about it, the first 10 of those people might be the, the 10 or 12 people sitting in the book writers retreat with you. You know, if you all become each other's first raving fans um, at the book launch, like that's the, the first few people you need right there. Right. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we created the Evolutionary Business Council was so that like-minded leaders would have a community to come home to. And when you've got a community at your back, when you're launching your book, it's hard not to get on the bestseller lists. You know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's really magic to see what happens when some of our more beloved members, like those, those that, you know, really do dive in and get to know the other members when they launch their books, they often hit number one international bestseller status when the pre-sale page goes up, you know, and that's, it's a fun gift that the members give each other, you know? So you know, writing the book might be a somewhat of an isolating process, although really, you know, once you start discussing the book with people and sharing drafts and having test readers, it, it really does become a social, um, a social interaction, you know, the smithing of this beautiful creative work. But launching a book is absolutely a social interaction. You know, it's, it's, it's 200 people who love you helping you climb this mountain with them. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's, that's the best feeling on the day of a book launch, like the people that come out to support you. And, you know, it's fun leading up to my book launch. I had lots of people that I was supporting in their book launches, you know, for years, like leading up to when I wrote my book um, and celebrating that day for them. Cause I just felt like it was such a big feather in your cap. Like even if it was your fifth book, it's just a big deal to birth a book. And when that day yeah. came for me for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, now I like, I'm so glad I celebrated with people at the level that I did because like yeah. now experiencing what that feels like to receive that. And funny story, like for my book launch, um, there was one of my dear friends who like her um, email manager who does all of her emails, like did had the wrong date, like to send out an email for the book launch. And so I know that we noticed at the end of the book launch that like she hadn't, you know, mailed for it. And I called her and I was like, hey, and she was like, oh my gosh, we blew it on our end. Like, I'm so sorry. And she was like at 1130 PM on the day of the book launch, she literally like woke up her email, the, per the person that does all of her sends for her and like literally got them out of bed and was like, we have to like send this email today, like this book, you know what I mean? And we hit number one and it was like, it was so cool. Yeah. Like, she was just like, girl, she's like, I will find anybody. I will wake them up. Like, we're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And it was just, it was such a fun event. And to have people that show up for you like that is obviously a really good feeling. And, and we all celebrated. It was late at night and, <laughs> and we all were celebrating, you know, the experience. And it's just, it's 
that's the community that gets built around a great book and around a great message um, that you start to draw in. Like, and I know lots of our listeners and our community have have the idea of writing a book. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. And um, can you share more about too? I know it this retreat is not just like let me go down the street. Where does this retreat uh, take place? <laughs> yeah, we're we're hosting um, two different two different dates. Last week of August and last week of September, first week of October, um, here in Vista Mundo, Costa Rica. Now we wanted to do this retreat down here in Costa Rica because we really want people to get out of their regular routine. Um, you know, really unplug. Like we don't want you to think it's okay to just run over to the Starbucks and write your book at the Starbucks. Um, and not that people don't do that, but it, it is so easy to distract yourself um, when you're trying to get your book out, you know? And the reality is if you can get in a group of like-minded people where everyone's single-minded focus is, I am gonna get a draft of this book done in one week, you will get a draft of the book done in one week, right? We put you through exercises every morning to get you in, in a higher state of consciousness so that you're unblocked, that you, you believe in your ability to do it. We give you a really solid structure. We make sure you've got a good, solid book outline so you've got a nice structure you're working toward. So that way you're not writing, your task isn't to write uh, 200 pages. Your task is, here's this chunk. I've got to get this chunk written in this 20 minutes. And when you're looking at, oh, I've got to get, I've got two pages on this idea and I've got to write it in 20 minutes. I can do two pages in 20 minutes and make it pretty good, right? And so when you've got a really solid structure that you're working with, then all of a sudden it's like, it's just a bunch of 20 minute tasks, right? And then you just move from one 20 minute task to one 20 minute task. And when you've got a community around you to help you when you get blocked, and to celebrate you when you have your little minor victories, yay, I got another chapter done, you know, then the momentum of that keeps you going, right? And, and it is very possible and doable to get your book written actually in three to four days, but we're going to give you seven, right? Just because we want you to be able to enjoy some time by the pool and relax a little bit while you're here. But um, it is very doable to get your book written in a short amount of time, right? But you need the support and you need the structure to do it under. Yeah. I mean, it's that voice in our head that slows us down um, in all ways in life. And certainly when you, I always say when you're about to do something really great, like about to really stretch yourself and step out and expand and shift your frequency, that's where the resistance mm -hmm. really can get loud. It can feel like the last little, you know, hump that you're going to jump over before you expand. And for a lot yeah. of people I know, writing a book is that experience. It's like, there's going to be a lot of expansion when you write the book. And I think it's interesting because, you know, we feel like we're afraid a lot of times, you know, of like, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I don't grow? But we're equally sometimes afraid of what if it does work? What if I do grow? What if things do expand in our lives? And so I felt every time in my life where I have grown or expanded, I've had to confront that right? It's like, there's one part of my mind that's like, what if this doesn't work? What if I give this my best shot and it's not enough? And then the other part is like, what if I like catapult myself somewhere totally different and it's unfamiliar and it's new and it's exciting, but oh my gosh, it's different. And so I think that's an important thing to contend with when we, when we make these big expansive moves, like writing a book. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, when you're 
the enormity of a book, because a book feels enormous to us. It actually isn't when we look back on it, but and when you're in the thick of it, it feels enormous. And it's so helpful to have a community and coaching and structure around you when you're going through that, right? Because otherwise you're just going to persistently talk yourself out of getting it done, right? I mean, you all, we've all been there, right? <laughs> that, you know, you're staring at the blank page and you're trying to just put bullet points down and you're not sure where to go next and you don't know if it's any good and your self-doubt just flares up massively because this is you being vulnerable. This is... Anytime we're doing any kind of creative work, we're really putting ourselves out there. And there's a vulnerability of will others like it, right? It's hugely vulnerable. It's very raw. And, and that rawness can trip us up. But when you've got a small community around you of people that that you can, you know, stand up at lunch and say, can you guys tell me if this is any good? And and read your two pages and see how they land. And and people are like, oh, we'll just change that. Or, oh my God, that was so brilliant. Read more. You know, then then that kind of environment just keeps you going, right? Yeah. And so what is what is the like daily schedule? Like how much writing time is there like on the retreat? Because I know a lot of it is like just getting you in the headspace, getting you connected to your conscious flow to put you in that space because things move so much quicker when we're connected. So what is what is yeah. a day at the writing retreat like? What does a day look like? Well, every day starts out with um, some very light yoga, breathing and meditation. So, you know, you don't have to be a hardcore yogi. You don't have to have ever done yoga before, but we get you, you know, just get your body moving a little bit, lots of breathing, get you into a meditative space so that you're in a, in a state of connect, connecting with higher consciousness to start your day. Then we do a working breakfast together where we, you know, we talk about our ideas, you know, share what we're working on together at breakfast as a community. And then every day we do a 90 minute workshop on some aspect of writing after breakfast. Okay. So initially we just want to make sure you have a really solid outline um, on the second day, we're looking at um, uh, what are the elements of a good chapter, right? Third day, we're talking about how to edit to make your, your uh, writing really compelling. We're going to do partner exercises. So you don't have to edit your own work. You're going to swap with someone else at the retreat and help each other restructure your writing into something more compelling, right? And then we're going to look at, you know, elements that will really engage your audience. We'll also have a session on powerful book titling. Um, and chapter titling, you know, we'll we'll have the group there so you can test out your titles and see, you know, we'll do, is it hot? Is it not? <laughs> um, just so people can, you know, test how do things land, right? Um, and then to close out the week, we are going to talk about some of the elements of what's next. Like, what are your publishing strategies and your, your book launch strategies need to be so that people, you know, once they have the solid working draft, they know where they're going um with it to to uh get to the to the next stage of the process That's and then sick. after each session every morning we're going to do um dedicated writing time we'll do a working lunch dedicated writing time and then closing exercises every day to you know q and a's on the exercises we've been doing during the day etc every evening too we're going to have a working dinner so you can try um, try out your ideas on your fellow participants during the evening. It's so great. It's so collaborative. Like, I love that. You have lots of other great perspectives coming into the work. I think that's really helpful. Like, you know, 
I think a lot of people approach it like they're in a vacuum by themselves, like at the beginning of the writing process. Um, and even if you don't get stopped by that, like it still can feel lonely. And like, mm -hmm. am I doing this right? Am I on the right path? Am I, you know, putting it down the way it's going to make sense to other people? Um, because we're not writing for ourselves, we're writing so that other people can understand, right? And so it's a little bit different. So I, I, I love the way you have that structured. I think that's beautiful. I just wonder, like, I'm, this year has been really big for me in regards to the interplay of energy and environment, like how much we exchange energy with our environment. So like, be it your home, you know what I mean? Your car, your, you know, I mean, wherever you are, like, I'm really finding that the frequency of the environment like contributes to the conscious flow as well and vice versa, that there's this interplay between how we feel in our environment, how connected we are, do we feel safe to connect in the environment that we're in? And so I'm just curious, like I've only been to Costa Rica once, but I haven't been to your location. Like, what do you see from your participants as far as like what might open up in a space like Costa Rica, which you know, is so interesting and expansive? Well, first of all, anytime you're in paradise, um, it's just much easier to connect with your higher consciousness when, when you're in a beautiful setting with, you know, 300-year-old trees. You know, it's, it's much easier to get grounded and connected to Mother Earth when you're in an environment like that. But the other thing that's really magical about sort of unplugging and taking yourself to a retreat in a beautiful setting is you start to really bond and connect with the other people in the room because we're going to we're going to you know help our writers get a little bit vulnerable because the route to you know award winning author it lies in personal vulnerability right like how deep are you willing to go with your inner work so that that level of inspiration can come out on the page and so a lot of our exercises are going to be really focused on, you know, helping our writers really connect with themselves. And you'll be in a really safe space with other writers who are doing the same thing, right? And, you know, I don't care whether you're writing science fiction, self-help, children's books, um, you know, being able to write from a place of being connected with your own source, being connected with higher consciousness is going to make your writing so much more exquisite and so much more raw and vulnerable, which is actually what readers are looking for. Yeah, and, and I think over time, like I think we're living in a time right now where if you're not willing to go there, like whatever genre you're writing in and not willing to kind of open yourself up totally in the process, that it's going to fall flat. It's not going to be received or completely understood. And I know that from my experience, like at the time, like you're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to feel like you've opened yourself more than maybe ever before in the process of writing a good book. And I literally, in my experience, like for six months before my book came out, I was like, I can't put this book out. Like I cannot do this. I mean, I had nights curled in a ball on the floor where my husband was like picking me up. He's like, it's okay. You just wrote a book. I'm like, it's not that. I'm like, these things are personal and this is a big deal. And it just felt so big. You know, I mean, I, I laugh and we laugh about it now because he's like, you just wrote a book. I'm like, I know. On one hand, I just wrote a book. And on the other hand, 
I'm working through a lot to bring this forward into the world and to and to share the these things that were so personal in my life. And and so there was a real process, you know, coming up to that and being being willing to share that, but then being willing to like put that out. And I think with support and people around you who are also courageously doing that, that that yeah. that path can become more just natural, right? Like where it feels like, oh, this is the natural next step of expression for me. Yeah, that's beautifully put. It's so true. You know, write, writing a book is so vulnerable if you're doing it right. You know, I've worked with authors who were afraid to publish their book because they thought their family would hate them for telling the truth of you know, some of the things that went on in their family. And yet there's so many people out there that need to hear that story, right? Um, one author I worked with, her book has now been on the bestseller list for years, Carrie Hummingbird. Um, well, she's got more than one book out now, but her first book has remained on the bestseller list for like 105 weeks now, something like that. Um, you know, her process for her first book was really challenging for her because some of the stuff she had to talk about with her family and, and, and healing the mother wound, um, she knew her family would be really upset at her writing the truth, you know, but the process of writing the book became so powerful for her doing the work to get complete with her mother and some of the challenges that she'd had um, in her childhood, that it actually, she's now 10 times closer with her family <clears throat> than before she wrote the book, because the book became the catharsis to get all, you know, get all those conversations out in the open and get everything complete. It was really powerful. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. I think, and I think that's a beautiful and important story because that fear will tell you that writing the book, saying the thing is going to be the death of you. And, and you know that you're in ego fear when your ego is telling you that something you write on a page is going to be the death of you, right? Like it's so dramatic, <laughs> right? The ego is so dramatic. Like you, you can literally feel like I will die or my world will blow up or everyone will hate me if I write this. That's how you know you're having that fear, you know, that ego, like strong egoic fear um, because nothing's that extreme, right? And And so if anybody feels those feelings, it's like that needs you want to look at that and you want to dive into that because yeah. you know that's an illusion that's happening and and it's so important to move through those illusions yeah and if you're not feeling deeply uncomfortable writing your book you're probably not going nearly deep enough you know um because you really do want to be pushing the envelope so if you're not making yourself uncomfortable nobody else is going to find it a compelling read you know because you know, that's what the whole creative writing process is about pushing the envelope of the conversation of humanity, right? Like, it doesn't matter what genre we look at. Like, if we look at the original writings of Isaac Asimov, when he founded the whole genre of science fiction, you know, if we go back, they're, in, they're beautiful, interesting books to go back and read them from a historical perspective, but they're nothing compared to the envelope pushing novels that are being written today, you know? And, you know, a good novel not only tells a story, but it challenges us to look at where we are in society. It challenges us to, to look at broader social issues. It challenges us to look at the very constructs we operate under, right? And, you know, like studying Hollywood movies can be an example of this, right? If you look at the movies they were doing in the 1950s, they seem so simplistic now. But those were the cutting edge conversation that needed to happen 
on the planet at that time, right? That's why movies from 20 years ago seem so passe, because society's already moved past the conversation that was cutting edge in that movie 20 years ago, right? And books are the same way. Books are actually the leading edge of movies and television. Like, you know, nothing gets into um, to mainstream movies or television unless it was written on a page first, whether you wrote it as a book or wrote it as a screenplay. And so, you know, the whole process of becoming a good writer is all about like really looking at what is the cutting edge conversation that needs to be happening on the planet right now. And is my writing going right to the heart of that? Is my writing relevant? What, and it doesn't matter what genre you're in doing it, whether you're a self-help book, whether you're a, a biographer, an autobiographer, um, if your writing's relevant, it'll be really compelling and it will get out there in a mass way. So important. That is a super important point to to realize. And I think, you know, the edge of discomfort and feeling that discomfort is where we're growing and contributing to the conversation that needs to be had at this time is like the best thing, you know, we can do as individuals, like in whatever way feels authentic for, you know, each person, but being able to have, you know, we're each like, I look at it as like, soul fractals, right? Like fractals of source, like every, you know, human being having this like unique, like perspective and vantage point. That's like a fractal of like the whole and that nobody has that vantage point, but you, and you bring that creativity and that vantage point to the conversation. So even if there are, you know, are a hundred books that talk about a similar subject that you want to talk about, you bring your fractal to that conversation and everybody is connected to that conversation in different ways. Like some people need to hear it in one way. Some people need to hear it in another. Some people need to read five or 10 books about the same type of subject to get all those mm-hmm. perspectives to form you know, their own vantage point from it. And so it's yeah. truly like a gift when you bring that, that fractal to the conversation because nobody else could write the same thing. Exactly. There are no two human beings identical on this planet, you know, no two experiences the same, you know, even um, I talk to my siblings and they're like, I don't get what childhood you had because we were in the same room. And I'm like, yeah, but you were viewing it through my lens and my inner dialogue and my negative self-talk, right? So you can be in the very same setting and two people will have an utterly different experience of that setting you know, based on how other people are interacting with them, based on what their inner dialogues telling them, right? So there are no two human experiences that are ever the same on this planet. So your work told through your lens, through your take on what are the, what are the dominant things that we need to push the conversation of on this planet, right? Um, that's going to be unique and it's going to be a really special contribution. So beautiful. So for anybody that feels like this is calling their name, um, can you share, we're going to have a link, a special link for anybody that feels called to this. Um, But like you said, what were the dates again? So the retreat is called Write Your Book in a Week. The upcoming dates are either August 21st to August 27th or September 30th to October 6th. So it's seven days of retreat. Um, eight nights of accommodation if you're booking accommodation if you're not local from the area and you want to day hop in Um, and uh, you know we do long days the only person who's accountable to get your book written is you so we're going to have you dive right in 
and really focus on getting to a solid working draft in seven days. And who's this for as far as like, is, is, can people come if they just literally have an idea or a concept, if not even like built that out or for people that have started writing, like, is it just kind of wherever you're at in the process, this will, you know, meet you there. Yeah. Well, then I mostly focus on self, uh, self-help authors, but I have worked with children's authors and um, biographers, fiction writers, and science fiction writers as well. So I'm happy to take those people into the retreat as well, if they want to come. Um, we, uh, we send you pre-work exercises to help you start thinking about your book and thinking about the structure you want to write under before you show up. So that already as you're coming on the airplane and, and as you're you know commuting over to our location, you're already starting to think about what your project wants to be. So we do give you a little bit of pre-work so that when you do get here, you're ready to hit the ground running and get the book out. Okay, perfect. It's so good. So if you guys want more information on this, you can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash book retreat, and we'll have all the information there for you that you can look into this. And I, I am so excited about this because I feel like we are in an energetic portal right now of time between now and 2024, where what we do and what we contribute like at this time, as far as like bringing our fractal of energy to um, this conversation is so critically important. And I also feel and intuit that people that choose to courageously show up to do this, like it will be like, like there's like jet fuel behind you, right? It'll be like immense universal support for people that choose to show up. So so for those that are listening to this and like feeling that pull, like I want you to understand that it's not just other beautiful human beings like the evolutionary, you know, business council or Teresa or myself, like that would help and support something like this, but that you will have like universal support behind you, like the wind beneath your wings and riding on that energy is such a extraordinary experience, right? That that if you've never had that experience before, those of you that might know what I'm talking about, but if you haven't, it's really beautiful and it's really something to be experienced. And it's kind of like, you know, the way I envision it is like if a big, you know, um, like windstorm is coming through town and you just get to like sit on a magic carpet and ride that windstorm um, into into a place where your message is expanding. This is the time to do it. So again, between now and 2024 is a really important time to kind of put your foot in the dirt of like, this is who I am and this is what I have to share. And I really feel like this is a beautiful container to do that. So I just want to add that in because um, when I'm intuiting for people, there's just a lot of support at this time. And I feel like um, you are an amazing, I'm going to call you a doula for book writing, um, bringing these, these beautiful births onto the planet. And, and so I just thank you for being with us and for sharing this. Thank you so much. And it was really a joy to be here. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the soul frequency show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love.
Here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.